Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. On today's show, we will have the newly ordained Father Mitchell McLaughlin. He will be in to tell us uh, what his story is of how how we got his call to the priesthood and um, how things have been since he got ordained. He'll have been ordained for about a month. So we'll get to find out how things are going for him. First, we have Dr. Chris Bergwald in the studio to give us some biblical bites with Dr. V. Yes, He's looking at me like, Please finish your sentence. Yeah, you, you always. <laughs> and of course, we have Casey Bassett with us <clears throat> as well. Over there, silent. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Casey. <laughs> Thanks for leaving me hanging. <laughs> so, Renee. Yes. What's today? Uh, well, it has to be the 14th Sunday. I just didn't know if you remembered that because, you know, that was like a From while ago, ago that we yes. recorded. <laughs> and you're, as you say, you're infamously. Infamously forgetful, but I'm forgetful. I'm taking a a natural remedy to try to help that because oh. it's getting ridiculous. Okay, good. It's just your age, but anyway. Yes, I know. <laughs> uh, the today I want to look at the um, the gospel okay. for this Sunday, which is so. What cycle are we in, Renee? Well, a, B, or C? We're still in C. Okay, and the gospel for C is John, Luke, John, <laughs> Luke. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't waffle. You got to pick. You got to commit. You remember last week we talked about Elisha. He committed. He was he all in. You got to commit. Well, I think it's Luke. What if it's Matthew or Luke? Mark. Well, then I'm in trouble. Okay. It's Luke. Okay. Yeah. Why, you, why do you do that to me? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> Part of the charm of Oh, sure. Our, uh, Make our, Renee look stupid day. <laughs> um, Luke's Gospel, chapter 10. It's all just start with the beginning uh, to set the stage and, and for wait, what's going to on. To be fair, it is both Luke and John because John's sprinkled in there. So I'm not that far off. It's Luke, but John gets sprinkled in all over the place. John gets the sprinkled year. in every year, especially in year B because Mark is short. Yeah, so I can say John too. No. Just go. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Just throw the bomb and then move on. That's what I do. Like, well, anyway. Uh, at that time, the Lord, Jesus, appointed 72 others whom he sent ahead of him in Paris to every town and place he intended to visit. He said to them, the harvest is abundant, but the labors are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Go on your way. Behold, we're going to come back to the that's, that's Bergwald actually that's, reading that, by the uh, way. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. I just said the rest of the reading. Slow it down. You can slow you'll, you'll it down on it. YouTube. You'll get it. Um, so Jesus appoints 72 other disciples. He sends them out ahead of them, ahead of him in pairs to every town and place that he intended to visit. Mm-hmm. I, so there, there is, there's some, like, we don't know for sure. Um, like sometimes these are seen if the apostles are like the bishops, mm-hmm. are these disciples like the sort of like the the proto priests, oh, right? Or are they like the lay faithful? Um, it, 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 it's, okay. it's or could they be like proto bishops? No, the, pro, the apostles are the proto bishops. Well, but the apostles could make them bishops. Okay, okay, we're getting <laughs> it's a little bit beside the point. Sorry, I'm feeling I'm feeling sassy. <laughs> yes, I can tell. It was my fault for it. You was know, you started it? I did. Um, <laughs> Jesus is going to go to towns of Judea, but first he sends disciples ahead of him in a sense to prepare the way. Right. This is- This sounds familiar. Awesome metaphor for lifelong Catholic missionary discipleship through God's That's what I figured. Our diocesan vision. Yes. We are called 
to, in, in, in a sense, prepare the way for Jesus, just mm-hmm. like my man John the Baptist mm-hmm. did before Jesus, literally, chronologically. But even during Jesus' public ministry, he would send people to, to sort of prepare the way for his coming. Right. Um, so I, I, I love that we, we already see Jesus. He didn't just show up. Uh, sometimes he did, but many times, as in here, he sent his disciples ahead to sort of announce his coming. That's evangelization. Mm-hmm. That's what you and I are called to do 20 centuries, 21, yeah, 2,000 years later. Right. <laughs> is to prepare um, places, minds and hearts, mm-hmm. souls, uh, for Jesus, those places that he intends to visit because he wants to visit everyone. Right. So we're called to, to so that's one thing. Second thing. So his instructions to them, go on your way. Behold, I am sending you like lambs among wolves. Carry no money bag, no sack, no sandals, and greet no one along the way. So no money bag, no sack, no sandals. Don't worry about how you're going to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Our fa- My father will make sure that you're taken care of. Greet no, long, no one along the way. Don't stop and dally. I need you to go and prepare the way right. for me. Right. Into whatever house you enter... First say, peace to this household. If a peaceful person lives there, your peace will rest on him, but if not, we return to you. Stay in the same house and eat and drink what is offered to you, for the labor deserves a payment. Do not move from one house to the other. Whatever town you enter and they welcome you, eat what is set before you, cure the sick in it, and say to them, the kingdom of God is at hand for you. So it's that, and then he goes on from there. But I want to focus on the end there. Whatever town you enter and they welcome you, eat what is set before you, cure the sick in it, and say to them, the kingdom of God is at hand for you. Mm-hmm. Don't, so it's what's interesting there is he, he tells them to end with the proclamation of the kingdom. Uh-huh. Not to start with it. Right. He doesn't say start with the kingdom of God. First, he says, eat what's put in front of you, cure the sick, mm-hmm. and then say the kingdom of his God is at hand for you. So before the word of the kingdom is spoken, the power of the kingdom is demonstrated. Ah, sure. Cure this. So be be hospitable, be friendly. What's put before you? Oh, I don't like this. Unless it's crickets, then no. Then you no. no, no, no. Even if it's crickets, nope. Uh, you got to watch ignition uh, from this last week to understand that. Um, cure the sick and then announce the gospel. Announce the coming of the kingdom. We, by our lives, should proclaim the power of the kingdom, so that we can then speak of the kingdom, and people will be more likely to respond. That's a great link to our uh, vision for the diocese. Thanks, Dr. B. You bet. In the studio with me today, I have a newly ordained priest, Father Mitchell McLaughlin. Welcome, Father Mitchell. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad you could stop by. It's been like a month yes, since you were ordained, but this was the soonest you could get in to see us and, and tell your story. So I'm really glad you did because you're moving to Aberdeen tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. <laughs> Very soon. <laughs> he's He's been packing and loading cars in this heat, so he's probably happy to be in a cool studio for a minute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> well, thanks for coming by. Um, so today we are going to talk to Father Mitchell about um, how he got his call to be a priest and um, what or ordination was like and what he's looking forward to uh, going into the future. So so let's just jump right in. That's Okay. Yes. Um, Father Mitchell, will you tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, where you grew up, those kinds of things, please? Yeah, so maybe uh, comparing myself to other uh, priests, 
and seminarians of the Diocese of Sioux Falls. I'm a little bit of an oddball that I oh, grew up in the Quad Cities, Iowa. Oh, okay. So I'm uh, not local in that sense. Uh, but what, and I guess my family history, I have, uh, my mom is a dental hygienist. My dad uh, is retired now, but works for John Deere. Okay. Uh, and I have older and younger brother. Uh, they both are, have been there starting their career, career paths. Uh, mm-hmm. My older brother is an army doctor, army oh, psychiatrist. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to move to uh, Fort Bliss. Really proud of him. Yeah. Uh, and my younger brother is, he does like research in genetics. Oh, uh, wow. At Iowa State. So they're both. You've got some smart guys in your family. Yes. I assume including yourself. Uh, I, I'm the least. I'm more of the uh, artsy kind of. Now brain. stop I, it. Yeah, no. they're they're into the sciences. Sure. So, yeah. Sure. Um, so you grew up in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, what was growing up there like? Oh, I was good. I, I we were kind of a normal Catholic family. Uh, you know, we would go to mass on the, on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Catholic grade school through eighth grade, but then moved okay. to public high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was, I was very thankful of just my upbringing and how, yeah. Yeah. So a city kid. Well, yes, a city. city as far as Iowa city goes. Sucker, yep. <laughs> yep. And, Actually yeah. lived in Iowa for three years in really? Ames. Oh, yeah. Okay. While my husband okay. was going to school. So a sure, yeah. uh, little familiar with Iowa, not a lot, but um, we'll take you. We'll, we'll take you, you thank here. Thank you. Yes. I'm, <laughs> I'm very glad to be here. Yeah. Good. Um, so when you were growing up, did you have a plan for your life? Like, was there something you wanted to be besides a fire? Well, maybe you did want to be a fireman, but I think every little boy does. <laughs> when I was a little boy, I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon. Uh, I, I had a grandpa. That's very specific. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah like, I like bones and stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, but I, I like the sciences. And um, so part of my story was what brought me to South Dakota was looking for a place that had medical laboratory science. Oh. Uh, I was into the sciences and wanted to... I do lab work and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, USD, University of South Dakota had that. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I definitely had a plan for my own life, but it, um, it was kind of my own plan and uh, God wasn't in the picture quite yet. You hadn't asked him yet. I hadn't asked him yet. That's right. Right. So now you were you were about to say something about a grandfather. Is that how you were inspired to do the orthopedic? Yes. Yeah. He, okay. he was he was a doctor. Okay. Yeah, he was a doctor himself and kind of a classic doctor would make house visits and oh, cool. everything in between. So. Cool. That's, it's really nice when you can be inspired by a family member like mm-hmm. that to yes. do that kind of thing, even though you didn't do it, but you know. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> you came to South Dakota. Uh, how long ago was that? About 10 years Okay, now. It's um, been a while. Yeah. Did you go all the way through uh, school or did I you did get part way? Okay. I had a, quite the circuitous route or, you know, long, long way to okay. uh, turn a seminary. So tell us. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, just the educational history. I, I wanted to do medical laboratory science, mm-hmm. did that for about uh, a year and one semester, but I quickly found that I wasn't enjoying the classes. Mm. I was falling asleep in the afternoon classes. Oh no. Well, I had that I, problem too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, and, I, and at that time, uh, just growing in my faith at the Newman center, uh, very much I was started to ask him, what, what does God want me to do? And then I moved, um, or changed, I said, changed my major to, uh, to education. Okay. Uh, I wanted to be a high school teacher of English. Um, and then was in that for a semester. And then I said, like, ah, like, it's not, oh. not quite it. And <laughs> I, I prefer more like the classical um, modes of teaching and uh, very much, you know, enjoyed the liberal, liberal arts. Uh, but then what, then I was like, well, okay, that, that was for a semester. And then, and there, there's time I'm still kind of maybe, uh, you know, feeling hearing God's call, mm-hmm. but uh, so I, I was like, okay, I'm not quite ready to go to seminary yet, but then I'll do one year, give one year for English and 
studied English for a year and then then entered seminary and so then it's off from there, philosophy, Catholic studies, and then eventually theology. So, right. Yeah. So was there a, a you said uh, the Newman Center uh, was a place yes. you were going. Was there a particular priest that was um, inspiring you at all? Yes, yeah. So there was two priests there at my time. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, it was Father Scott Trainer. That was mm-hmm. my first year, my freshman year, and his last year. Uh, but he was, you know, he's an amazing priest, mm-hmm. uh, very, very gifted. And, um, but then he left, then another great priest, Father Jeff Norfolk, uh, oh, entered yes. in. And um, it, he became my spiritual director there, and we've kind of kept it up ever since. And he'll be my spiritual director going to the priesthood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know you very well, but you seem to have a, maybe a similar personality to Father Norfolk. Oh, sure. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, when I met him and I started, you know, discerning the priesthood, I thought I could be a priest like him and I, <laughs> I want to be a priest like him. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's a fantastic priest. Um, and Father Trainer is a good one to have. Of course, he's mm-hmm. in the building all the time. So yes. we, we get much exposure to Father Trainer, mm-hmm. but um, he is so gifted in. Um, his language and just distilling an idea down to something that people can understand. Yes. I mean, he can be, it's very inspiring to be able to talk mm-hmm. to him sometimes. So sometimes, maybe not all the time, but <laughs> <laughs> don't tell father trainer. I said that. Yeah, don't. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, was there a particular moment that happened that you heard the call for priesthood? There was, um, it was in fact, my, my freshman year uh, on, on break, I went to, if you know the focus, the fellowship mm-hmm. of Catholic university students, I went uh, to their Sikh conference. Mm-hmm. I think the first one that they had, that kind of officially all across the nation, that was in Orlando, Florida. So mm-hmm. it was a good selling point. <laughs> um, you know, many great talks. But right. the one thing that stuck out to me that kept with me was seeing all the priests uh, at mass, all the priests, and even a few bishops there, and like that. That stuck in my head, and, and it's like I was kept on replaying that. Like, why, why, why am I thinking about this? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was like God's grace, like initial. So putting that on my mind and mm-hmm. uh, thinking about the priesthood. And uh, at first, though, I was like, oh, okay, that, that's a neat idea. But, uh, you know, I, I have what I want to do. I have my, my own plan set. Um, but I'll, I'll think about that later. Um, right. So I, I kind of ran away from the call for, was for there, a while. Was there fear in that moment? Like, what, was there, or was it just like, a, eh, I'm just not going to think about that? It was kind of like, eh, I'm not going to think okay. about that. Okay. I'm curious, but right. uh, I, I still needed to you know, mature in the spiritual life and kind of grow in the life of prayer. And mm-hmm. and that's really where the call uh, from Christ solidified, that uh, I just fell in love with praying, uh, praying in front of the Blessed Sacrament, going to daily Mass, and um, you know, attending Bible studies. So that that was like the lead-in. I kept on praying and discerning, and mm-hmm. um, and. Yeah, the the call never left, and so I I got to follow this, right? And I did, right? Here I am, right? Yeah. So could you have? I don't think I've ever had a priest come in and tell a story that it came from a different diocese. Could mm-hmm. you have gone back to your other your former diocese and gone through there? I, I could have, yeah. Okay. Um, but it was kind of funny because when I first started looking into mm-hmm. what seminary is all about and what the priesthood is, and I didn't know what a diocese was and how that really worked. <laughs> that is funny because there's a lot of Catholics who would. Say the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. for sure. And uh, so, at that time, though, I was still, I was, you know, searching. And I remember I went on a few seminary visits um, through with the diocese of Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. I, we went up to the St. John Vianney College Seminary, where that's where I ended up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really it started with just being uh, in uh, in South Dakota, being right. in the diocese of Sioux Falls, and that was just my first initial um, like exposure to what seminary was like, and with these um, right these other guys who were discerning. Right. Um, and at a certain point, okay, I guess there is an 
or there's another diocese out there that's that's where I grew up at. Right. Um, and I, I talked to the vocation and director a little bit, but um, it really uh, came down to you know, Father Sean Haggerty. He got the application in my hand first. And <laughs> it was in location, and it really made sense. I had friends um, sure. here, and I knew more of the priests here. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I've always been happy being part of the brotherhood of the brotherhood in, in seminary, and also then now the brotherhood of priests in right. the diocese. Right. Well, we're glad you stuck around here because I am too. We, yes. we need all the help we can get. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, so how did your family react when you told them you were going to go to seminary? Did they, they see that coming? I think they saw that coming, but they they were shocked. They yeah. did, they did not see that. Um, that was definitely not on the radar when I started college, right? And they didn't really kind of see how that. Oh, I would you know eventually leave uh, leave college and enter seminary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but then they, they've always been very supportive, and Good. they've really kind of. I see me grow into that role and good, faith. good. Yeah. Cause that can be, sometimes it's not easy for families. Yes. yes. So, um, but thankfully you have brothers who mm-hmm. will, will have children. So it's cause a lot of times it's that, mm-hmm. but I want grandchildren. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Well, that's, but this is even better. Yes. I, I think. Uh, and yeah, I'm sure a lot of parents come to that. They're like, Oh yeah, you're right. So, um, we're, I assume your parents were here for ordination. They I were, think yes. I believe I saw them out yeah, there. Yeah. 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 And good. how was that day for them? Uh, it was great. I think they were um, that's super super happy for me. It was their first priestly ordination. Of course, they came to my diaconate one. Oh sure, so yeah. they're familiar with you know how how things run. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. very happy, very proud of me, and I was very blessed to have them there and yeah. uh, much of my family there as well. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. If you're just joining us, uh, we are talking to Father Mitchell McLaughlin about his call to the priesthood, um, and we're going to just kind of dive into a little bit of what seminary was like and uh, what you're hoping for in the future. So um, were there some real challenges in seminary for you or what was that like? Oh, of course. Um, yeah, I guess the the challenges of studying uh, kind of a new subject, <laughs> um, going to philosophy, that's always a challenge, but mm-hmm. uh, putting in the effort, it was, I found it very rewarding and mm-hmm. uh, enriching of my own spiritual life and just the way of living, you know, became a lot happier thinking about these big questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the studies were a challenge. Uh, and always kind of always have been. Just gotta put in the effort. So that's okay though, because yes. I think sometimes you work harder for it then. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um did you have any fear going into seminary? About, yeah, it was yeah. definitely the fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Um I, I I had this uh this this thought, this feeling, this call from God, but how does that really play out and what does what goes into being a seminarian mm-hmm. kind of had learned learned that and uh, since I already have done three years, I was a little bit older. Sure. Uh, like the class I was graduating from, uh, from the college, that they were my same age, but I was kind of entering in with all these young, oh, younger kids sure. who were, you know, yep. 18 and 19. Yep. Um, that had to be a little tough. It was a little tough, but it was yeah. also very uh, humbling to know that um, I, I shouldn't think more of myself just because I'm older. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, there's really great guys there that yeah. that are, are younger, but they've, they've, you know, they're also very holy. and. Right. I was going to say that men. they're usually, usually more, I mean, they're regular people, but they're usually yes. a little more serious about what they're doing if they're going to there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, what was the best part of seminary? Ah, uh, yes. The best part is probably um, the, the brotherhood that is, that exists. You'll probably hear that a lot from different ones, mm-hmm. but especially there is a, a unique uh, charism, a gift of, from the guys from Sioux Falls, mm-hmm. how we've kind of been together. You guys have come and gone. They've discerned out. Or uh, you know they've stayed through, and that that has been a very re- rewarding uh, and very blessed part. Yeah, um, especially for 
the men from Sioux Falls. Uh, but I've also enjoyed um, growing into that, uh, that field of study, philosophy, and theology. Mm-hmm. Um, again, yes, yeah, re- rewarding and very much. Um, yeah, it's, it's did awesome. the did the three of you who were just ordained go to the same seminary? We did at different parts. We had okay. different um, routes to to end up at actually at the same place. Okay. Um, so uh, when I entered, um, I went to St. John Vianney with uh, Father Zach Schaefbauer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, then he was in Rome for three years right. at major seminary. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I entered uh, St. Paul's Seminary with Father Nick Heyer. Okay. And so then we were three years uh, together, but then Zach came back and then finished his last year uh, at the St. Paul's Seminary. So we all— So th- all three of you graduated there? Yes. Oh, yes. that's really nice. Yeah. It's nice to have that camaraderie with the three of you. And hopefully you'll be a support to each other, even though you're not in the same areas uh, as you go through your priesthood. We're definitely looking forward to staying in touch and keeping up with each other. And another maybe kind of interesting, fun fact is Uh that uh, when I first entered as a freshman uh, at USD, uh, I joined a Focus uh, Mm student-led Bible study. Mm -hmm. And it was Nick Heyer, who was, uh, like I think, a second-year senior who led that Bible study. (laughs) So we eventually, though, we we go kind of go our separate Separate right. ways. He graduated, uh, worked for a bit, did focus, mm-hmm. but then we entered, entered, uh, well, ended up in the same class in, in seminary. Right. So that, right. Was, that was really unique. Uh, you're like, hey. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> I <Yeah>. know you. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. Um, okay. So let's uh, move over to ordination. Mm-hmm. Is there something from your ordination day that stands out? Yeah. I mean, there's maybe two things. One, uh, you know, very grace filled, the other, um, very, very human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so during the uh, the litany of the saints, and when oh. we were prost- uh, prostrate on, mm-hmm. on, on yeah, laying prostrate, uh, I, I think I tied some part of my vestment a little too tight, and so my hands started to become like numb and oh. tingly. And so I, I haven't looked at the video yet. I don't know if I want to, but I'm like I'm kind of shifting around, to make sure there's like blood flow there. I'm like, God, what's happening? This is. I don't think it's the Holy Spirit, so I gotta you know, do something. I need to fix this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad it wasn't your leg. So when you stood yeah, back yep, up, yep. you'd be like a little wanna, wobbly. Yeah, <laughs> But there was grace, you know, for every saint that was, you know, we were asking for their intercession. Right. Uh, it's like, okay, I'm put this distraction behind me mm-hmm. and pray for a certain grace with that saint. Um, right. So yeah. I've always wondered if there might be little distractions like that when you're lying on the floor. Either something is very painful or or something's falling it, asleep. And <laughs> I mean, it's it's very uncomfortable, but right. that's part of. You know, that's the point. That's the point. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um. Okay. Uh, Where did you say your first mass? Uh, at the cathedral. So you I've, did? Okay. Yes, the, the cathedral has been kind of a de facto home oh, parish. Nice. And Father Morgan has been very generous and kind of adopted me as a seminarian. Uh-uh. And I've gone there for you know for various masses throughout the year, but especially for the Easter vigil. Sure. Oh, yeah. okay, sure. Mm-hmm. So were you able to go back home and do mass in the Quad Cities? I was, yes. Okay. Yeah, so I um, uh, about a week after, I actually went back to the parish that I, uh, that I grew up at, um, where I went to. Catholic grade school, mm-hmm. and uh, I actually, in fact, I covered for the week for for the priest oh, for the pastor nice. there because uh-huh. the diocese of Davenport, where I would have been, they had it like their they called it the June Institute. It's kind of part of like their clergy days. Oh, sure. So all the clergy in the town were uh, so were they all really together. needed you. <laughs> and so, like, well, I'll be here and I'll right. love the same mass and have there's many many people there praying for me. So right. Oh, that's nice. Shout out to them that they yeah they've been very very kind. Yeah. yeah. Was there something that you were nervous about or that was really difficult about saying your first mass? Uh, yeah, I guess I definitely just nervous. Like this is the first time I, I'm in charge. <laughs> you know, before I've always been the priest, I've been a deacon at the altar, right. I've been serving mass and 
it, it is very different. Mm-hmm. Um, I made made one mistake oh. <laughs> that was uh, very a newbie mistake. Mm-hmm. I um, I said one part of the Roman canon that uh, was supposed to be only be prayed during the Easter octave. Uh, that's but no big like, deal, yeah, right? <laughs> little practice, you know, never hurts. But I knew like something was off because uh, although the had a bunch of my priest friends like con celebrating with me and it's like, I think they should be joining me now, but why is it so silent, you know, back there? And like, oh, wait, I'm not supposed to say this. So we'll skip yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Even the bishop messes up still yep, yep. <laughs> on we're, TV mass. Yeah, we're, so we're all, we're, it's, it's going to happen. Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, <clears throat> what has been um, the biggest blessing of your journey so far? So far? I mean, yeah, a month in, uh, it probably has been saying the mass and mm-hmm. you know, connected with that saying mass for um, all these friends and uh, supporters who have, people have supported me, have gotten known throughout, uh, yeah, throughout the years of seminary formation. Right. Um, so yeah, the, uh, different various uh, you know religious orders sisters that have been praying for me mm-hmm. uh, friends back up in the Twin Cities and uh, at the teaching parish Immaculate Conception in Lonsdale uh, those people have been very very good very kind to me um, now, of course back in the Quad Cities yep yep sounds like you have lots of support which is mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that you are worried about or that you think will be challenging as you go into your priesthood yeah I think uh, I'm very familiar with the mass but preaching and then doing masses for weddings and funerals. Like that's a whole new kind of extra added element. And mm-hmm. they're all very particular, you know, to the couple or to the person being buried. Mm-hmm. And um, that's still kind of unfamiliar and looking forward to, um, you know, trying that out and yeah. entering into it. But it's, it's still kind of new and yeah. unfamiliar at this point. Thankfully you'll have a great priest to learn from uh, oh, yes. father Andy Dickinson up in Aberdeen yeah. where you'll be headed um, to join father Kapperman and father Schulte. Yes. So you guys are going to have a great group up there. Oh yeah. I'm really, really. What a blessed to town. It. Yes. yes. <laughs> Good. Um, we have about a minute left. So I think what I really want to know from you is if a young man came to you and said, Hey, I think I might be hearing a call to the priesthood. Um, what would you tell him? Follow it. Okay. Probably you probably are being called at least to uh, seminary. Mm-hmm. That's the place where you can discern. Uh, that's the place where you can uh, excel in the life of prayer and in prayer. That's where you hear God's call. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, are there any saints that you're counting on help from? Oh yeah, I <laughs> as you're going was uh, able to um, re- obtain a relic of Saint John Vianney, patron saint of priests. Oh yes, uh, especially Saint Thomas Aquinas, Saint Catherine of Siena, Saint Elizabeth of the Trinity. Those on my one of my bookmark holy cards. Those are my yep. saints. That I yep. And you'll probably have a couple start stalking you. I would oh, say yes, saints. They, saints kind of start to stalk me at times when I need them, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. maybe you've experienced that already. Yes, yeah. yeah. St. Saint, Saint Catherine was like the recent recent addition to the to the posse. <laughs> to the group. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> to the yeah. posse. I, yeah. I often call them my St. Posse. St. <laughs> posse, yep. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we all need a St. Posse, don't oh, yes. we? <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. They're, they're out there looking for, yes. for us. Yes, yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming in today, you, Father McLaughlin, yeah, Father Mitch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Please pray for him as he moves please. through his journey. So thank you. All right, if you haven't found us already at Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, or uh, YouTube, you can find us at SF Diocese anytime. Uh, And of course, we are now on Rumble as well. That's it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic.